Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much. I am excited. I didn't think I was going to be able to get a podcast out until tomorrow. So this is exciting. Let's get to it. I did have a little bit of feedback and a request uh, from Zach and the guys over at Onyx Media. If you don't know who these people are, they are absolute animals. Everything digital media and marketing, these people are the go-to, killing it every day. Get on it. Don't shit the bed on this. Onyx Media, find them, look for them, use them. They are amazing. But anyway, all right, let's get on to it. So the request is to kind of get it back into a little bit of the futurism topic, which is my favorite. Absolutely love it. So just finished up a couple articles and a little bit of research uh, for the book, Futurist Manifesto. It's going to be coming out next year. And some of the more fascinating things that I saw, Singularity University just put on their global summit. Some of the things are on YouTube. If you want to check it out, Singularity University Global Summit, just search it. Mind-blowing stuff. Talking about the capital, abundance of capital, you know, abundance of materials and stuff like that. Just things that are just absolutely flipping the game upside down. And one of these is going to be things like material production. So artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning, these are all terms that are being used to kind of assess different ways that computing is analyzing data and creating outputs. You know, some of the unique components of these are that they're able to, we're able to put information into a computer and get out what, for lack of a better word, comes out as ideas or new knowledge, new strategies. You know, the archetype of this right now is the uh, uh, Go, you know, Alpha Go is a AI developed to play the game of Go, which until this whole thing had happened, I had honestly never heard of. Apparently it's a big deal uh, in China, goes back thousands of years and stuff. Um, but it's a played on a grid, incredibly complicated, and they figured out a way to teach this machine to teach itself how to play. And there's a lot of people on the internet who have articulated this process a lot better than me. Uh, Max Tegmark in Life 3.0 has a good story in there, the way he describes it playing out, but... Long story short, basically the best Go players that are alive right now were beaten by a machine that used strategies outside of what the chess equivalent of protect the queen would be. You know, like when you're playing chess, there's this, you know, fundamental principle that protect the queen at all, you know, at all costs, you know, and there's some situations where that's, you know, the strategy to deviate from that is acceptable. But in Go, there are certain principles like this that were the equivalent of that, where people just did not do certain things. And this machine broke from tradition, came out with some very innovative strategies that no human had ever devised yet, and beat the human champions. So I don't know if I worded that very well, but Long story short, this thing thought of a new way to beat humans, and it did so in a remarkably short amount of time. 
You know, so AI is winning Jeopardy by being able to come up with contextualized verbal answers to puzzles. So Ray Kurzweil talks about the... It's one of those questions where they combine a this and that, and it's supposed to rhyme. I forget the question, so I am kind of butchering this, but the uh, answer was uh, meringue harangue, or something to that effect. Just something very off the wall, but the computer was able to put it together verbally through reading Wikipedia and studying Wikipedia. (laughs) So anyway, what this is meant to illustrate is just how fast things are changing and how fast the point is going to come where we're dealing with a different set of capabilities. I've heard it referred to as transhuman. You know, so combine all these things together and in a few short years we're going to see things like, you know, when when your daughter falls down and scratches herself, we're going to 3D print her skin to patch the wound up instantly. And Ray Kurzweil from Google even is of the belief that we will start having nanobots where the 3D printing will actually be done internally. So, which I'm assuming from the naked eye is going to bring in a kind of a Wolverine-esque, you know, from the movies where you see the bullet hole go through and then it patches itself up. Like, we're going to have nanobots, like the, you know, a billionth of a gram type of tiny little robots that 3D print skin cells in response to injury. They sense the brain's sensing of injury and deploy very similarly to our immune systems right now to patch up wounds. This would be applicable to broken bones, uh, even possibly head trauma like concussions and things like that, you know, down to a cellular or a neuroaxial level, which would be pretty cool. You know, I mean, Effectively, science is going to bridge the gap between being a superhero <laughs> and and science that we already have early iterations of. You know, 3D printing exists. Now it's just a matter of making the materials and making the scale on a size that we can do things that effectively look like sorcery, I guess, for lack of a better word. So understand this, that these are where the opportunities lie. If any entrepreneurs are listening to this and you're looking for ideas and things that are going to put you ahead of the curve, fuck apps, you know, fuck all those things that have have been kind of yesterday's uh, meal ticket. Start getting in to voice. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk's been very loud about this. A lot of other people have the ability. And, And let me step back for a second. The reason voice is so important is because it's hands-free. And it's just a step. Because as voice comes into play, and all you entrepreneurs out there start coming up with just every creative way that apps that have, for the last few years, been at the touch of our fingertips are going to be with the sound of our voice. Security keys. uh, You know everything you can think of, you know, games and whatnot, just all of these things are going to be the opportunity for voice developers the same way that app developers are seeing success now. So
so every iteration. Uh, Zach used the example of Alexa start your car. Perfect example. But even better is going to be one that's not simple task machine interface. What it's going to look like is, hey Alexa, how much did I pay in my income taxes last year? Hey Alexa, email a copy of you know whatever to whoever in order to complete a business transaction. Hey Alexa, I give permission to give an official binding signature to this contract. These types of things are going to be where voice really starts catching its traction. Where it starts being where something that I would have to call another human, get them up to speed on what I need from them, and compensate them for that, that is going to be a disruptable industry. That is going to be something where people are let off the hook. Where now I don't have to bother a person. Now, if something goes wrong, I'm not blaming a person, which you know, that that is also going to be an opportunity is the security, uh, risk, compliance, all these things. That'll be a huge opportunity as well. So these are all free ideas. I hope everybody's doing something positive with them. But the level of per, what would appear to be conversational capacity and response is going to be where the game changer happens. When Alexa has a conversation with you, like, Alexa, do this, and she responds, I don't think that's a good idea. Have you thought about that? And you're like, oh, I did not think about that. Thank you, Alexa, for just saving me from doing something stupid. We are not far away from this. And the time it took for the very first you know, phone tree to be like, if you want this, press this. All right. That's AI right there. That was the very first, uh, creations of AI. Now it's to the point where, Hey, Alexa, play my favorite music and all that stuff. It's very, very interactive. So understand the law of tech exponential returns is the time it took for the first voice to speech. I'm sorry voice to text or voice to any type of information processing to be created it's going to take far less time for that to become completely commonplace and in less time than that is when we're going to see the emergence of Alexa showing certain things like sarcasm humor uh, possibly things that will appear to be compassion sensitivity and support you know you're going to have Alexa that's going to be like hey you seem bummed uh, let me call your mom or something you know for you and just things like that where the, the voice technology is going to blow out of anything associated with commerce and just get right into just enhancing um, just life in general you know, we're going to not have to waste our days interacting with each other on things that nobody has any interest in. You know, there may be some accountants out there who love to account, but I imagine they would love much more to be able to let Jarvis do it while they're out spending time at the pool. 
you know, a couple hours a day where you're just keeping the affairs in order, kind of doing spot checks on everything, make sure everything's still aligned. That's going to be the lifestyle coming up. And what's going to create the wealth out of that is the innovation people put in to these voice technologies. Because opportunities have a shelf life. And as much as voice seems like it's this next horizon thing, it's not going to be any different than things that we forgot about. You know, the voice is going to be the MySpace here in just a very short time. And what's going to become the next area of opportunity, and mark my words, this is 100% accurate, is going to be thought. So it's going to be interacting with your Alexa or your Jarvis or whatever your digital assistant is, but it's going to be done through cognition and not through vocalization. And not only that, the interfaces are going to be intracranial. How fascinating is that? So right now when you pull up your smart TV or your smartphone and you get this little splattering of options, do you want YouTube, do you want Netflix, do you want your Spotify, whatever, all of those are going to be, for lack of a better word on this as well, kind of a hallucination where there will actually be a visual kind of Pokemon Go type of augmented reality interface, but it's going to be done optically. So now these things where it's going to be pure thought driven and silent so now these voice interfaces you're not going to have to be shouting around the house you will in this I know it sounds like telepathy but if one can be done so can the other it's all based off of the same principles that you're just going to be able to say and before you even know it because you're going to think that you want to hear a song and it'll start playing no different than Amazon's already putting things in your, uh, hey, what about this that you, you know, don't even remember speaking about, or how did it know that I wanted this? You know, the complexity that it puts those uh, ideas and suggestions together with are going to be the same ones that, you know, for all intents and purposes, is going to be reading your mind. You know. You're going you're gonna to get hungry for a pizza. Neuroscience has shown that we have thoughts and intents up to seven seconds before we act on them, and in some cases, even more. So during that seven-second window, when you're all of a sudden like, hey, a pizza sounds really good, you're going to get this bing-bong saying, confirm your order for your favorite pizza, and you're going to do a little blink or whatever, however they design the interface, and pizza's on its way. And not only that, it's probably going to be 3D printed right in front of you in real time. So if anybody's mind's not blown yet, wait a few years and it very much will be. Now, I don't know, like if this, the angle that I'm about to take here uh, might come across as a little bit of ass kissing, but I definitely want to just kind of take a moment to amplify some positivity that I'm seeing in the world. How great is it that the new business model is inextricable from being good? You know, integrity and ethics are the new focal point of businesses. Like, they're critical factors. It's what makes the difference between success and failure now is compassion, empathy, kindness, 
how can you help the greatest many do the greatest good? And people like Gary Vee and all them who are putting this in the minds of the youth, I think are going to be people that statues are built for here in the near future. It's an act worthy of sainthood to give someone who just can't get the ball rolling on their life empowered and motivated to succeed. I can't get enough of these videos where I see these kids loading furniture onto subways or, you know, catching rides from friends to go pick up end tables and flipping this stuff. One of the hardest things about all these, like, hey, how to start a business, how to be successful, all of these things don't really come from a perspective of starting from zero. And anybody who's ever started from a real, real version of zero just knows how deflating that can be. You know, and that, you know, Gary Vee gets up there and he says, hey, find something free on Facebook, give it a wipe down and flip it for a few bucks and do that. You're not going to be doing nothing with your time anyway if you're in that zero mode. And this is absolutely a way to start from zero. You know, it's like those people who are like, oh, I'm broke. You know, I only got a couple hundred bucks in my bank account. You know, anybody who's ever actually been broke and they know that I'm not even going to pick that penny up because I owe it to somebody already. <laughs> like, if you're at that zero marker, you have no support and no starting capital. Like, you're basically just alive and you got feet at the bottom of your leg or even maybe not that. But now that, like, these clear strategies and this, and this kind of social competition where it's cool to hustle, it's cool to grind, you know, and it's not slanging dope or some stupid shit like that. Like, it's out there, hey, this is legal, this is ethical, this is sustainable, this is a way to get your start and a way to get grounded in a mentality that is going to be just as beneficial to you when you're working with your million dollar company as it is when you're hitching furniture onto the L train. So, anyway, just kind of want to give a little shout out to that, try and make some, uh, make amplify positivity a bit. So, anyway, that's my rant for the day. I'll get back to you here in a couple of days. I really, really appreciate everybody's time, and I will talk to you all soon. Much love, everyone.